Welcome to the Red Words Podcast, where we steer clear of man-made religion to pursue a personal relationship with God the Father and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Join us weekly as we deep dive into the dynamic and oftentimes curious Holy Spirit-inspired book of God's Word. I thought it best to begin the first Red Words podcast with a quick introduction. You can learn all about us on the redwords.website, where you'll find our blog, which currently houses over 160 posts. We explain who we are on the A and E page, while first-time visitors can check out New Here to acquaint themselves with what we're doing. Head over to Prayer Starter if you need some help in that area. The Listen page houses the podcast, and of course, we have a contact page as well. Very quickly, listeners need to understand that as believers, we rely solely upon God's Word, His Scripture, as laid out in the 66 books of the Bible, written by 40 different authors over several thousand years. We dedicate ourselves daily to the Lord Jesus Christ and His teachings, and we communicate with Him through prayer to earnestly understand and share His truths. Because, according to the Lord in Matthew 10, 26 and 27, the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to everyone. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. And what I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Being obedient to Him is the Red Word's mission, which is to tackle the literal, difficult, unusual, and otherworldly passages in Scripture because people like you are seeking the truth about God and His beloved Son. So thanks for joining me today as we dive into the importance of hearing God's Word, because Jesus often proclaimed, He who has ears, let him hear. Huh, what an interesting statement, since people were created in God's image with ears. One might think those appendages would automatically cause people to hear. And yet, Throughout the Bible, the Lord instructs His people to give or lend an ear and truly hear Him. This concept is repeated so frequently, it demands our attention. You see, in the beginning, the Lord talked directly with Adam during long, leisurely walks through the Garden of Eden. We know Adam heard what the Lord said to him because he did as the Lord commanded. When God told Adam to name the animals, Adam named the animals. When God saw that Adam was without a helper of equal status, God made woman and gave Adam instructions. Adam welcomed his wife. They tended the garden together. They co-ruled earth. They had complete dominion over the planet. They multiplied, and God said it was good. So, we know Adam heard because he obeyed. When God told Adam not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Adam and his wife obeyed. For a while, anyway. But 
We all know the story. Adam and Eve sinned against God, and they were thrown out of the garden forever. Still, the Lord spoke directly to the couple, along with Cain, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, and many more. One problem, though. After that initial sin, humanity sort of turned their ears off. And maybe that's why Old Testament scripture overflows with verses where the Lord is telling people to use their ears to hear what he has to say. I don't know, but it appears that things back then were an awful lot like they are right now because today people use their ears to hear. They even claim to listen, but they still go against God. So let's explore a few of the verses about lending an ear. The first time the Lord commands an ear is in the second book of the Bible, where the Lord just rescued Moses and the entire nation of Israel from total wipeout by the Egyptian army. And without losing a soul, God sends the Israelites into the wilderness on their way to the promised land. The people rejoice in the Lord with thankfulness for being brought out of slavery. And then the following happens. I'll paraphrase Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 27. Three days into their wilderness journey, the Israelites are having some difficulty locating water. And instead of simply asking the Lord for help, they complain against him. Moses gets word of their grumbling, he intervenes, and the Lord provides water in a most unusual way. But because they complained, the Lord decides to test the Israelites, and he says to them, If you will give earnest heed to the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. God is making it easy for the Israelites to come to him in times of need. God wants them to rely upon him. He explains that he will provide. The Lord loves to heal people from their sicknesses, illnesses, and maladies, In return, he simply asks for a relationship. These are simple concepts that somehow aren't easy for people. Immediately following this statement, the Lord brings the nation to a gorgeous spot with twelve clear-flowing springs of water and plenty of food for everyone. In doing this, God proves himself to the Israelites He is faithful. But in the very next chapter, God's beloved nation begins a pattern of rebellion. The Lord calls the people to hear and makes them a promise. The nation claims to hear the promise, and they go together towards it. The Lord provides everything required for the promise, and the nation gives thanks. But at the smallest hiccup, they grumble and complain against God again, instead of asking for his help. Throughout the Old Testament, the Lord repeatedly attempts to call Israel away from rebellion. 
He instructs the Israelites to hear him in Deuteronomy 32.1, Judges 5.3, 2 Chronicles 24.19, Nehemiah 9.30, Job 34.2, throughout the Psalms and in other Old Testament books. God repeatedly requests his people give an ear to him, stop their rebellion, repent, and return to a relationship with him. We're talking thousands of years here, where God sends emissaries in hopes the Israelites will listen to him through his prophets, kings, and judges. Alas, the majority do not give an ear. They do not rise above rebellion, and they do not repent and return to him. So, God separates out the righteous and abandons the rest over to their worldly desires. He allows them to indulge in their pride, and they sink into all types of iniquity. In the New Testament, things change. God sends His Son so He can be heard and seen by everyone. During His life, Jesus performs miracles that are witnessed by thousands. When people see these remarkable events, they also listen to what He has to say. They hunger to hear the Lord share the truth about Himself. He explains the gospel of the good news. He tells parables and he recites Old Testament scripture about himself in hopes people understand that he is the fulfillment of those scriptures. He encourages both Jews and Gentiles into a personal relationship with him. And then Jesus gives himself over to be sacrificed. The people who saw him heard him and loved him believed it was over. Their great Messiah was dead. But Jesus is resurrected, and he remained on earth working with his followers and many other witnesses for forty days. He continued to perform miracles. He ate and drank with people. He spoke to multitudes. And then Jesus ascended into the throne room of heaven, where he currently sits with God the Father until the day God tells him to call forth his beloved people from earth. We don't know the exact date of this great calling and the subsequent return to him, known as the rapture, the harpazo. But we do know from Scripture that we are not abandoned this time because the Lord showed himself to the Apostle John in a vision, while John was banished on the Greek island of Patmos, where the Lord gave John the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. In that book, Jesus repeats eight times, He who has ears, let him hear. Jesus speaks this command seven times in the beginning chapters of Revelation after giving an account to seven different churches regarding the difficulties they faced. At the end of each letter, Jesus instructs the churches to hear his words and obey. But why would the Lord keep repeating this phrase? Because the passages are pulling double duty by warning those seven churches during John's time and warning our modern-day churches about things that need to change. 
Mistakes were being made back then, and the same mistakes are being made today, and Jesus wants the mistakes corrected. Additionally, these mistakes must be corrected on several levels. The most important being the literal hearing of his warning by every individual believer. Hearing and responding brings the individual back into the Lord Jesus Christ's truth, his way for their personal relationship with him. He does not want a single one of his beloved to be left behind because they're unaware or ignorant of their mistakes. The trouble is, the modern church is not teaching their congregations to hear. Particularly, they do not teach the books where the Lord instructs, He who has ears, let him hear. Those books that I already mentioned, as well as Numbers, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and most importantly, Revelation. So, what is the very last scripture in the Bible regarding he who has ears? It is Revelation chapter 13, verse 9. And it comes after an incredible prophecy where the Lord Jesus Christ describes what humanity is going to do in the future. Let me set it up for you. That great serpent from the Garden of Eden will show himself on earth in the form of a man. He will be the one world leader. This liar, thief, murderer, and destroyer will be capable of speaking in every language on earth, and he will demand that people worship him. Unfortunately for many, they do as he commands. They adore him as he blasphemes the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father. Then this world leader murders millions of people who reject this man, and they reject his mark on their foreheads and their wrists, and instead they choose to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Directly after this comes the Lord's warning. Because after the one world leader murders millions of saints, anyone who continues to worship him will be slain when Christ returns the second time to earth. And then, finally, in verse 9, Jesus adamantly instructs every individual for the very last time, he who has ears, let him hear. The present-day church their leaders and their congregations need to hear and turn back to him. The Lord desires that no one who turns away remains lost. He desires that everyone who is seeking the truth is given the opportunity to hear it, because he alone offers everlasting life to anyone who chooses him. And so, this concludes today's podcast about that important human appendage, the ears. Listen well, dear friends, and heed the God-breathed, Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God as you seek a deeper personal relationship with Him. Thank you for joining me today, and know that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you so very much, and so do we. Until next week, may you be richly blessed. Amen.
and Amen.